0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Massive nerdgasm across the internet yesterday (laughs) when Ryan Reynolds posted a video talking about working on the new Deadpool movie. Deadpool's joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Jim, from what I understand. Okay. So, uh, without giving too many spoilers, Ryan talked about what his journey to make Deadpool 3 has been like so far. Been working very
0: hard on the next Deadpool film for uh, a good long while now. I've had to really search my soul on this one. Uh, his first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character, uh, find new depth, new motivation, new meaning. Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced me to reach down deep inside and I have nothing completely empty up here and terrifying
1: but we did have one idea hey Hugh you want to play Wolverine one more time
2: yeah sure Ryan
1: Hugh Jackman casually walks into the frame, Mm. agrees
0: to come back as Wolverine for Deadpool 3. This is big news for comic book fans. They've been begging for it. You know what I mean? For 10 years. You are a big fan of the uh, Wolverine-Logan
1: movie, Jim, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was easily one of the top three best Marvel. Maybe, I'm going to say best comic book movies of all time. I thought it was great. And the Deadpool movies have been hilarious and consistently good as well. Yeah. So if they can combine the magic... Thumbs up already for me, but there's a lot of pressure here now. I'm a little bit nervous. I hope they don't
1: go uh, Thor, love and thunder on us and Get try, too to, goofy. try to make every character in the movie wacky. Because that's the thing. That's the recipe. You got to have Deadpool as the wacky one, and like if Wolverine's playing the straight man a little bit, then I think it'll work. But if you make Wolverine a jokester as well, mm-hmm. better be a hard R. Restricted. I believe it is going to be restricted. Okay. I want violence
0: and swears. First two were restricted, Mm -hmm. right? So was Logan, too. They
1: can't go PG 13 on us here. Nah. Yeah, because Jackman died at the end of Logan. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. And you know what else I don't want to see in this movie? Multiverses or time travel? I'm freaking done with any sort of chronological discombobulation going on which seems to be the cop-out of every comic book movie right now you could
1: have Hugh Jackman play Wolverine in this movie and then get some actor who isn't Hugh Jackman to play him in the next movie we won't ask any questions (laughs) yeah I don't need an explanation they've done it with James Bond for decades and decades right Okay, that's the new James Bond. We're fine with it. He doesn't need to come through a wormhole. Yeah, true. And and be a different actor. He can just be a different actor. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds confirming Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine for Deadpool 3.
3: Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that peacock It's really annoying. And I'm getting
2: sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock, got, got. Cocoon! I want to see, you you see your peacock, got, got. You want to see
3: your peacock, got, got. I want to see your peacock, got, got. Your peacock, got, got. Your peacock,
1: got, got. Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin peacock. peacock. Dev, a loss for the Jays.
4: What does this mean for their chances of making the playoffs? Their playoff chances are still very good. But they may not last long in the playoffs if they played like they did last night. So the New York Yankees clinched the AL East last night. So it's wild card or bust for Toronto. The good news for the Jays is they are in the top wild card spot. However, after the game, John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, called out Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in particular, saying his base running last night was inexcusable. He had a hit late in the game, was kind of jogging out of the box then tried to stretch the hit from a single into a double and got thrown out at second base. Now this happened right after Bo Bichette was sliding into second base and slid over the base. So he was safe and then he kind of lifted up a little bit, and he was tagged out. So Went you had, a little too far. Went a little too far. So you had back-to-back plays where it was entirely mental. You have two of the best players on the team not keeping their heads in the game. So it doesn't matter if you make the playoffs if you play like that. Do you like that strategy from a manager to specifically call out players in the post-game press conference and put a little heat on them? I think it's warranted. One of the reasons why they made the managerial change this year for Toronto is they didn't like some of the lazadaisical uh, tendencies of the players. Now, John Schneider is a really interesting guy for the Blue Jays because when Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. were in the minor leagues, he was their manager. So he already has a built-in relationship with them, a built-in camaraderie, respect. So if there's anyone on the team who is going to be singling those guys out, and calling them out it's john schneider no dinger for aaron judge no dinger for aaron judge he's still stuck at 60 so the blue jays and yankees play again tonight and if he doesn't walk him. It, well that's what they <laughs> they walked him four times yesterday i mean they are not giving him anything to hit nor should they he if he wants to hit his 61st and 62nd he can do it against somebody else not toronto
0: Ca-caw. this is the taz and jim podcast
1: If you want to see a group of the smartest idiots you'll ever see, go to a homecoming party at a university in Ontario. (laughs) Somehow they make it into university, but then they act like complete morons (laughs) when homecoming rolls around in Hamilton. Police have issued a warning. Saying there is going to be a significant police presence in the Westdale and Ainsley Woods areas as a McMaster. Fake homecoming. This is still a FOCO hmm. in Hamilton this coming weekend, Jim. They have not learned their lesson yet. They're still doing the FOCO because the, the homecoming is out of control and they, they don't want to do the,
0: the HOCO. So they moved the actual homecoming date back to think that students no would they party got rid nice. of Hoco there's no homecoming at all it was just from what I understand okay, so it's
1: okay Hoco done, so the students still celebrate with a foco hmm. at McMaster in London. That was the situation. they moved homecoming closer to exams to try and deter students from partying hard, but it just created it's like when you Cut the uh, cut the worm in half, and now you just got two worms, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Hamilton, we wish you the best of luck this weekend. You can learn from London last weekend. They had their homecoming, and I'm just looking at the globalnews.ca story about what went down there. Apparently, the daytime... Everyone was pretty well behaved, according to the London police. All right. In total, police issued 22 Liquor License Control Act charges, 34 administrative monetary penalties, such as noise violations, street and yard maintenance bylaws. But it doesn't look like anyone got impaled on a fence or anything like they had
0: in years past. Yeah, I was actively sw- uh, searching Twitter at about noon, which is usually when the kegs are seized. People have already fallen off a couple roofs. And I didn't really see any of that. The roofing,
1: The roofing was That's what they big. were calling it. it. It was becoming a big problem with people drinking on roofs of student houses and then eventually falling off. But I think roofing numbers are down. That's good. In London, Ontario this year. Uh, throwing beer cans at others, there was some damaged property. Oh, jumping from rooftops and hydro wow. poles was involved, but nobody seriously injured. So there's a positive. Now there there's always the idiot who spray paints something on a bedsheet and then hangs it out of the window of their house. Like, dads, drop off your daughters here or something like that. Yeah, we've seen some questionable signs made at Western's homecoming years gone by. This one's just g- gross, unnecessary. A article in the London Free Press has a picture of a sign. Uh, I can't read it on the radio, but it alludes to the fact... You know when you say, um, like, if you're a fan... Of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You say, I bleed blue and white. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this sign was kind of that message, but it was about the female menstruation. Okay. Yeah,
0: I get, I get the gist, I think. Yeah. Anyways, the
1: sign was ridiculous. It was hanging from a. Uh, uh, townhouse on Lexington Avenue, which is a street that I lived on for about 15 (laughs) years in London. Oh, boy. And if you're wondering why we moved to a new neighborhood... we noticed that the student presence uh, on our street was getting a little out of
0: control. Definitely a stupid sign. Kind of mind-boggling. That somebody put the effort in to, to hang that from their own home. But is, why is the newspaper publishing it as well? It's like, it's a stupid message, so why are you even shining even more of a light on it? Because those students, what do you think happens when they get it in the newspaper? Are, are they going, oh no, guys, we really screwed up? Or is that newspaper article clipped and hanging on their fridge right now? I,
1: I don't know why you'd make a sign like that other than, you're desperate for attention and
0: you're giving them attention free press you pu- republish their sure, photo but
1: so are we right now jim
0: but it's a, but we're not news we're we talk about funny things that happen in the city the london free press has a picture of the photo slightly slightly censored. Yeah, they blurred out the the P word. Yeah, but I mean they're still putting that message out to the ether. Like I just not the right move I would say. There was another sign
1: that uh the residents at Western Homecoming were were made to take down. I don't know exactly what the sign said, but it had something to do with Dilfs. You know what a dilf is, Jim?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a dad. It's a dad you'd he, like to have he, fun with, sure. Right? Sure, dad, you'd like to build furniture with what? A DILF? <laughs>
1: oh, I'm a little disappointed I wasn't driving around on uh, on Saturday.
0: <laughs> you see, get proud of you.
1: See the DILF sign? Right? Pull a U-turn? <laughs> hey, I saw the you DILF. You guys fort? want to have some fun? <laughs> get out of here, you creep! <laughs> Anyways, I guess overall, compared to years gone by. Western's homecoming wasn't as crazy as it has been, and we wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, we're saying the same thing next week about FOCO at McMaster this weekend in Hamilton.
0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: We've got a new segment here on the show. It's called Pop Stars in Trouble. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Who now? Pop Stars in Trouble. Shakira. Is facing eight years in prison and a $24 million fine.
0: Shakira, Shakira. (laughs) So she's, I'm guessing in the home country of Colombia is where she's not paying her taxes, I think is the story. She's being charged with failing to pay the Spanish
1: government $15 million in taxes between 2012 and 2014. Now, Shakira is saying that her main residence wasn't in Spain, so she doesn't owe them these taxes. But Barcelona prosecutors have alleged that she lived more than half of each year from 2012 to 2014 in Spain and thus should have paid taxes in the country
0: hmm yeah I don't get how that works but maybe
1: all I know is if if you owe 24 million in taxes how much money
0: are you making oh yeah shaking those hips and then I, yeah, I do want to say oh she'll never go to prison she's a famous person but Wesley Snipes did. I don't know if he just obviously he didn't have the money to pay it back, or I think that's the only thing. If you can pay it back, you kind of get let off the hook. But if you if you don't, don't have the money, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're
1: screwed. Well, she has the money to hire lawyers. She's hired hmm. some very high-priced, reputable lawyers to fight the claims. But yeah, if if Spain has their way, Shakira could be going to prison. There's a backlash as well against Katy Perry. Uh oh. She's in trouble. <laughs> She's
0: not paying her taxes either or what?
1: No. Have you watched the new Jeffrey Dahmer show that's on Netflix? No. There's a, a you know, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. Heard of him. Yeah. Dismembered people. A cannibal. Yep. Yeah. Ate them as well. Yep. Um, uh, the younger generation is is learning about Jeffrey Dahmer through this Netflix uh, series that is now available to watch, and they didn't realize that Jeffrey Dahmer actually murdered and ate people. So it gives uh, a new kind of uh, meaning to this lyric from the Katy Perry song called "Dark Horse." Uh.
2: She's a beast. I call her Karma. She eats
1: your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. So there's a backlash for that. She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess everyone thought, who didn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was, thought, "Oh yeah, eat your heart out." You know, he must have been a stud back in the day. (laughs) Who do
0: you think Jeffrey Dahmer was?
1: (laughs) It's It's a perfectly fine simile to me. It's a fun play on words, right? It makes sense. Sure. But uh, some of Katy Perry's fans Don't like the thought of Actually eating a human heart (laughs) While they're listening to their favorite artist
0: Sure, that song's 10 years old You know, your your opportunity to be upset Was 10 years ago when that Uh, song came out She's a
2: beast I call her karma She eats your
0: heart out Like Jeffrey Dahmer This is the Taz and Jim Podcast
1: Let's go to the phones on this one I'm curious to know what people think about The Uber driver in Dallas, Texas who posted a story on TikTok here. I've got the audio. Listen to what this Uber driver allegedly did to one of her passengers.
3: I picked up a guy. His wife and his kids walked him out to the car, said, I love you, daddy, blah, blah, blah. So we go and we pull up at the stop and this lady comes out and she gets in and she's like, I am so glad you finally got away from your damn wife. Okay, so then he kisses her. And it wasn't a hi, how you doing kind of kiss. I took him back to his house and made him and her get out of my car At his home, where his wife and his kids were. There is nothing worse than a dog.
1: That sassy lady is Ronnie, the Uber driver in Dallas, Texas. And she's having none of it.
0: (laughs) I think Uber should probably fire her. (laughs) Not going to lie. Even though guys have an affair, you think yeah. uh, there's a little discretion that should be involved in the job, there, Jim. I think so. I mean, she did. She is right. The guy's a dog. He's not a good person. But yeah. uh, I think he paid you for a service that you didn't fulfill. I'm not. This guy's obviously a piece of trash. But to turn around, drop like that's not good for Uber either. <laughs> you know, ten percent of people are going to drop out of Uber because they can't cheat anymore. Do you
1: think your fiancé might be listening to this uh, opinion and and getting a little concerned
0: here? No, I don't think so. You're you're siding with the cheater. She knows my password on my phone. She uses my computer all the time. I think we're pretty safe. The the thing I'd say is,
1: how do you know he's a cheater? You never know, because I've been in a situation where I have known a husband and wife, and I knew for a fact that the wife had an affair or was sleeping with another man. But was it an affair? I didn't know 100%. I didn't tell the guy about it because who knows? Maybe they have an open relationship. Maybe he can do what he wants. She can do what she wants as long as they're not throwing it in each other's faces. That's the
0: arrangement they have. How do you know that's not the case? Yeah, well, because the woman said, thank God you got away from your terrible wife. <laughs> if, if that's what happened, I don't know. Well,
1: you can be in an open relationship <laughs> and your wife or her husband could be terrible.
0: Yeah. Listen, if it was my buddy, absolutely. I'd tell him right away, no questions that I would say, hey, this is what I know. But if I was, let's say, delivering, skip the dishes, delivering, yeah. skip the dishes, and I saw a guy that I saw to know well, that I was different, like, I would say, this is none of my business.
1: It's like, can you imagine working at a hotel or a restaurant? Or you see people coming coming in all the time who are having affairs.
0: Yeah, you're like you were in here last week with a different lady that you said it was your 5th year anniversary with. Who's this lady?
1: <laughs> you know, and uh, can you imagine it would be a lot more difficult for the cheaters out there uh, if the hotel picked up the phone and just called your wife. And- <laughs> I
0: know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know because like cheating is terrible, but it's not illegal. You know, it's not, Uh you know, so if there was something illegal happening and you called, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's Uber's business to be honest. I wonder what the review this, uh, this guy gave Ronnie. (laughs) was (laughs) two stars one star Yeah, she ratted me out to my wife but uh, she didn't talk to me at all which I appreciate three stars and she did have a free bottle of water in the back seat (laughs) if I wanted
1: (laughs) (laughs) a lot of mints talking about this Uber driver who posted a story on social media about uh, having to drive a cheating man around I picked
3: up a guy His wife and his kids walked him out to the car, said, I love you, Daddy, blah, blah, blah. So we go, and we pull up at the stop, and this lady comes out, and she gets in, and she's like, I am so glad you finally got away from your damn wife. Okay, so then he kisses her, and it wasn't a hi how you doing kind of kiss. I took him back to his house and made him and her get out of my car at his home where his wife and his kids were. There is nothing worse than a dog.
1: Oh, snap. That's Ronnie, the Uber driver in Dallas, Texas. I have a feeling that a man has done Ronnie wrong at some (laughs)
0: point in her life. Yeah.
1: Asking you guys what you think. Uh, Are you on the side of the Uber driver? You should rat out the cheating passenger? Or do you think that uh, you should drive them to where they want to go? Say none of my business. Say about 75% of people are saying the driver should have just minded their own business Jamie though says 100% I'm on the Uber driver's side as a woman I'm sure that wife had a feeling about something going on and now she's no longer wasting her time with that dog Hmm. I've told girlfriends that they should be aware of what their boyfriends are doing and they're always thankful I look at it as if it were me I'd want to know so I could stop wasting my time whether it was a friend or an Uber driver that let me know
0: I think the happy medium might be drop the guy off to where he's going with his, you know, the woman he's cheating with, drive back, Double back, leave a note or something, an anonymous note. Anonymous note. Because, you know, if you're driving Uber, you probably need the job, probably need the money. So you don't, you're, you're right morally, but don't sacrifice your job for it. And Uber, I mean.
1: You got to think now that this has gone viral. They know about yeah, it.
0: Yeah. And are they going to fire? I don't know. I could see it being justified legally. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this?
2: Hey. Anthony from Blue Line Taxi in Hamilton.
0: Anthony from Blue Line
1: Taxi. If the back seat of your taxi cab could talk.
0: (laughs) If they could confess.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they'd have lots to say, that's for sure. But we cross these scenarios all the time, and we have cameras in the taxis. But the the camera footage is only entitled to the city and the police, so you couldn't use it uh, if you saw something like that. But. You know, we tell our drivers very clearly they never get involved in anything like that. I mean, that's not their business. They simply, you know, get paid for their fare, and they've done, I'm sure they've done some things that are, you know, very unusual. At the end of the day, that's their job, and their job is to drive and, and drop off and pick up as long as they get paid.
1: Not to interfere. You're providing a service.
2: You stated that. We don't know the details. They're going to have a, you know, an open relationship, like you said, and, you know, you're going to stick your nose into that. Um, you know Those are things I mean we have the The creed We tell our drivers You never talk about Race, religion or sex oh, Stay out of it <laughs> Talk
0: about the yeah. of- But good. politics is fair game
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Lately Yeah that could be an issue too But it's all good
0: So there Yeah we're not condoning cheating It's a terrible thing To do to somebody But uh, a job is a job And a service If it's paid for Must be rendered What I'm getting must out of this be- Is take a taxi Instead of an Uber <laughs>
2: Absolutely, our drivers are, are, are schooled by the uh, the city not to get involved in those situations.
1: If you are cheating on your spouse, taxis only. Thanks, Anthony.
0: Thanks, guys. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Out on the East Coast, uh, it's it's heartbreaking to look at the images of some of these small coastal towns that have been absolutely
0: destroyed. Oh yeah, they're they're. They're just such thin houses. You know, they didn't stand a chance. A lot of them, anyway. It's just brutal.
1: Yeah. Older, you know, right on on the water. You got a lot of uh, uh, houses that have been completely leveled. And what's crazy to think about is a lot of insurance companies don't cover hurricane damage or tornadoes, stuff like that. Like the act of God clause kicks in. And even if you have home insurance... It gets destroyed by a hurricane. You're out of luck. Sorry. I'd quickly burn it down
0: (laughs) before (laughs) the hurricane comes. And then be like, yeah, you try to sort through the rubble and find where it started. Okay, (laughs) it was an act of God. Yeah, hurricane's coming. Everybody get some kerosene. (laughs) Burn it
1: down. Somebody burned my house down the day before the hurricane. I don't know who it was. Give me my insurance money. (laughs) you gotta look for the uh, positive though there's a story I saw this on the CBC a uh, woman in Newfoundland her home was basically destroyed completely by Fiona Um, there's a picture of her that's gone viral she's standing in absolute wreckage. It's just timbers basically. She's standing on a pile of timbers there's a dented up refrigerator next to her and she's holding up some white claws because her fridge literally got swept out to sea and she later found it washed up on shore and she was like there's no way open the fridge up her white claws were still inside here she is talking about it
3: before prep for Fiona was storm chips and White Claws. I just needed to make sure I had it. We were actually at this neighbor's home watching the refrigerator leave the garage and go into the water. When we were there retrieving, this fridge was up on top of my neighbor's front lawn. And I said, there is no way that this is still that pack of White Claws. And there it was, intact. And it was funny, and it was just trying to find humor out of the most devastating day of your life. And... That's me But that's I'm, I'm trying to be as optimistic As I can And I thought Well even Fiona Didn't want them Because I know A lot of people Don't even like them
0: But I love them <laughs> So I was going to say One of the good old boys Out east The fridge rolls up On his front lawn Oh something to drink Oh White Claw, White Claw. Oh I wanted a bush
1: <laughs> Yeah man Might need something A little bit harder Out there Because it uh, It's going to be a while To get things uh, Back to the way They were With the cleanup And uh and all the issues that they're dealing with and then you look down to Florida they're in in for it too you got uh, Hurricane Ian hitting shore today with many Floridians evacuating their homes on the Gulf Coast and looking for shelter keeping their fingers crossed hoping for the best
3: are you brave enough to let me see a peacock
1: here we go with sports Devin Peacock our sports guy is here and Dev, you're excited as a Toronto
4: Maple Leaf fan because they are raising the salary cap in the NHL. Yeah, they've been uh, going up by one million dollar increments the past couple of years. So this upcoming season that's about to begin, the salary cap is only one million dollars higher than the previous year. Next year's cap is expected to be the same. However, two years from now, it's going up by about three to four million, and then the year after that by another four to five million. So over the three-year period. That we're talking about here you're looking at a 10 million dollar increase which is massive because there have been a lot of teams the Toronto Maple Leafs including the included in this that have been screwed by the NHL just clamping down on the salary cap during the pandemic because they planned their whole salary structure on the basis that the cap would be going up and then it didn't so they're in a cap squeeze right now. Well whose fault is that? That's the
0: NHLs. That's, or is that
4: COVID's fault? That's, the, that's COVID's
0: so fault. So what happened? So COVID came and they said we're going to suspend the increases for until it's they, over. They
4: really they cut down on all the increases for the salary cap because the league revenues weren't as high as yeah, expected. Yeah. So like it's all tied to revenues and it's 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 a mathematical uh, equation they have. But finally they're starting to make more money again, and this is really important for the Maple Leafs because Austin Matthews has two years left on his deal. Mitch Marner has three years left on his deal. John Tavares has three years left on his deal. So a massive increase in the salary cap will really help Toronto sign uh, Matthews and Marner again. But it's not just them. Sidney Crosby's contract is coming up. Stephen Stamkos' contract is coming up. You've got Leon Draisaitl with Edmonton, his contract coming up. There's a lot of huge names that do for some big raises where this salary cap increase is going to be really key. But the playing field is the same. Shame
1: for all the teams in the league. It's not like the Toronto Maple Leafs are being singled out here.
4: No, they aren't. However, I do think Kyle Dubas has received some unfair criticism from fans saying, well, he spent too much on John Tavares... Tavares makes $11 million a season based on his production. His salary does not match the point production. However, Dubas signed that deal four years ago under the, on the understanding that the cap would be higher and there'd be more flexibility to add players to the team. So some of the criticism towards the Leafs, I think, has been unfair because of the salary cap pandemic situation. Why don't you just marry Kyle Dubas to death? <laughs> I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.